You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Rudy Rucker, whose new novel is Jim and the Flims, and Stan Robinson, whose newest novel is Galileo's Dream. They'll be joining me next Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. at the Capitola Book Cafe. Thank you for joining me, Rudy. It's great to be with you, Rick. And uh, Stan. Uh, Thank you, Rick. Nice to be here and with Rudy also. You know, uh, I I just love that you guys both have such an interesting... uh, point of commonality in these books, and that's that they both evoke real places. And you've had both had lots of fun, I'm guessing, um, just doing the research on these real places. Uh, Rudy, tell me about doing research on uh, Santa Cruz. <laughs> well, <laughs> I go to Santa Cruz about once a month and hang out there. So it's, it's always, I think I've written about it before. It's, it's a place I like. It's it's so colorful, and the people are so spacey, and you just never know what they're going to do next. And it's, anything seems plausible, so it's a good place to set a science fiction novel. Uh, and Stan, uh, you had the really rough task of going to Italy. I feel so sorry about that. <laughs> well, uh, I only got to fly to Italy after the book was over, so... Oh, okay, well... Um, it, it, it was not a research... Uh, it was it was more a tour of the thing places that I had just written about, which mm. in some cases was a uh, un- disappointing in that I got things wrong, but in other cases was inspiring and fun to see where Galileo slept and worked, etc. Well, you know what's interesting to me is that you both use like uh, real places, but you also have this great—I uh, mean, truly kind of visionary writing in both books. And I'd like you to talk about that kind of combination of you know grittily researched, grittily lived uh, real places with uh, what I call, like I say, truly visionary kind of stuff. Well, in in Jim and the Flims, I was interested in writing about the afterlife because. Uh, I actually had a a brain hemorrhage in three years ago in 2008, and I was completely unconscious for two or three days, and then I woke up. So while I'd been out, it was just everything was completely black. There hadn't been any white light or dead relatives. It was just nothing. And I think partly part of what science fiction is is wish fulfillment. So I thought I would like to write a book where something interesting happens after you die. So that was something that got me motivated. And another theme, you always need a a story arc for a novel, and there are only so many story arcs. And I had the idea of using uh, uh, Orpheus and Eurydice, where his wife dies and he goes to the underworld to bring her back. And as we all know, Orpheus doesn't fail, doesn't succeed, but then in Jim and the Flims, well, I won't give away the ending, but let's just say it's possible that maybe he does succeed in bringing her back. Uh, Stan? Well, I have to say, my project with Galileo was, um, uh, I was encouraged and, and uh, inspired by uh, reading Rudy's books. Um, well, first of all, As Above, So Below, his novel about Peter uh, Bruegel was a, a, a wonderful novel uh, set in the early modern period. and 
it, it convinced me that you could write a historical novel about a real person and not not have to uh, fall into the kind of traps of the ordinary history novel, and you could make it be something uh, more, you might say, experimental, but also just give the lived experience successfully of an earlier time. And not only has Rudy done that, but in his writings about... Um, uh, uh, mathematics and virtual spaces and um, uh, the fourth dimension, etc. These these are hard things to write about clearly, but uh, Rudy does it all the time. And so I thought, well, it's it, it can be done, and therefore I should uh, give it a try. And I'm sort of thinking in Capitola, maybe I will, maybe I'll try to find the most Rudy Ruckerish passage of the Galileo books to read as a kind of thing to make the two of us together uh, more than just a, an accident, but. Uh, something to show the, the kind of cousinly relationships between science fiction writers. If they take the trouble to read each other, you can learn an awful lot. And I've learned a lot from Rudy well, through the years kind, of reading him. Kind, that's kind of you to say that, Stan. Uh, another thing Stan and I have in common is that we're, we're very near each other on the bookshelf. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, these things may mean more than, than uh, one would uh, at first expect. Uh, yeah, we lo- we lost one of our bookshelf mates that was a big blow to me, uh, Joanna Russ. Oh. Yes. Yeah, that's a shame, yeah. Well, that's yeah. too bad. But, you know, one of the things I think that uh, is interesting about the science fiction genre that, that uh, you heightened, uh, Stan, is that how how well-read science fiction writers are in the genre and how much they think about it as a, a literary toolkit. And that's one of the things I think you guys both really excel at is not just uh, fulfilling the expectations of here's a novel about spaceships, but of thinking, okay, I have this whole set of new tools and I can do whatever I want with it. And one of the, you know, Rudy, in your book, I love that the afterlife is so science fictional and surreal. It's not like the the kind of supernatural. It's not like uh, the Hellraiser Cenobites. Yeah, that's that's something I think if you're going to have strange things happen, it's you can just as well use the science fiction toolkit to explain these things because it's you're just sort of making up these, well, I mean, relatively bogus explanations for things. And science fiction is perfectly good at doing that. You don't have to kind of throw throw your your logic out the window and say it was just you know magic fairy dust and so on. And uh, I think for a certain kind of person, those kinds of explanations are a little more satisfying. You feel a little. You enjoy a book that has those, that kind of tone. So, although I didn't get very deeply into the science fiction of the afterlife, I, I had in mind at least a, a logical construct where I could could draw a diagram of it and you know kind of figure out where things were and, and how things were going to happen. And you both have so much fun. These are both really funny books too, and and that's something that I really like. That it's they're they're they both make you think a lot, but you laugh a lot as well. Well, Galileo was a scream. I have to say, he was a sarcastic son of a bitch, but he was also very funny. Um, was super smart and smarter than most of the people that he argued with. So he part of his rhetoric was demolishing through laughter, and there's no reason not to follow up on that. When you've got an opportunity like that as a novelist, then it's just a time to forge ahead full speed. Uh-huh. Well, here's his two dialogues about the new worlds were very, very funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, Rudy, you have a, such an interesting uh, prose style. It's a kind of laconic in some ways, uh, but... It, Jim Jim Oster is such a great person to to be with on this trip through the underworld because at first I love like when he first meets uh, one of the characters and she's just spouting off all the stuff and you're just I'm going what is this? Um, then you realize that she she he says uh, she's just talking gibberish. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, I do like the laconic style. That's I, I guess. I mean, I got it early on from from writers like Hemingway or Bukowski. This idea of having less in there and trying to simplify the prose, kind of, it's almost like a poetry-like quality. You begin thinking of the prose like poetry, where you want to simplify and have each word do the the maximum work for you. And uh, I I enjoy writing like that. And Stan, talk about the, the prose that you created for Galileo's Dream. That writing a historic novel is is a particular challenge, isn't it? Well, it is. Although it's similar to science fiction in so many ways, in that you have to have the storyline somehow describe also the world that is not our world. So there's an information load that has to be carried, and so there's a bunch of technical tricks to make that work. And in in the case of a story set in the early modern period or the late Renaissance, well, they had such uh, information stuffed and top-heavy prose. Uh, it was easy to fall into the the mode of the style of that time and just uh, go with it. And that way, I, I didn't have to do any kind of fake medieval English or old-fashioned English. I, it can it sounded incredibly contemporary, and yet. Um, a certain number of stylistic tricks and just a habit of mind that everything's interesting and should be described um, it was it gives you the sense of the period without having to use some kind of fusty language. So I, I enjoyed that. I mean, Galileo's a thoroughly a thoroughly modern guy, so that, that wasn't really a problem. Uh, more an opportunity. <laughs> well, uh, I look forward to the opportunity of having you guys up on in Capitola Book Cafe for a, a much longer discussion about this. This is so fascinating. You guys are both great authors. I've been speaking with Rudy Rucker. His newest novel about Santa Cruz and the afterlife is Jim and the Flims. Thank you for joining me, Rudy. I'm great to, to talk to you, and it's wonderful, as always, to talk to Stan. One of my favorite writers. And I've also got with me uh, Kim Stanley Robinson. His latest novel is Galileo's Dream. Thank you for joining me, Stan. My pleasure. And I want to say that uh, Santa Cruz has been my beach town for 30 years now because I have relatives there, family, and I'm looking forward to being down again, as I have been so often before. I know the Capitola Book Cafe and the whole Capitola region and its beaches, and so it's going to be fun to get down there again. It'll be fun to speak to both of you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.